Welcome to another episode of the Darren Sargent Show. This is the podcast where you get life advice from a single-handed perspective. So glad you've joined us today. Episode number 23. Today we are talking about challenges change us. Challenges change us. Thanks for joining I want to give a great big shout out to everyone who has subscribed, commented, rated, reviewed the Darren Sargent show. It continues to climb in the charts. So thank you so very, very much. We just landed some listeners in the Netherlands. If you're listening to this in the Netherlands, thank you very, very much. I don't know who you are, but wow, that's pretty cool. Today we are going to be talking about challenges that change us. Now before we get too far into this, if this is your first time listening to the Darren Sargent Show, I'd like you to go to darrensargent.com. You can find out more information about me, about what I am doing, who I am. If you don't know who I am, maybe you don't understand my tagline life advice from a single-handed perspective. But if you go to my website or listen to earlier podcasts, I tell a little bit of my story, continue to do that throughout my podcast, but uh, glad you're listening here today. Now, in this episode of Challenges Change Us, I want to look at one of the most incredible figures that we come across in history biblical history and just world history. It is surrounding the life of a young man by the name of David. David, we know, was a king in Israel, the second king to rule Israel. And uh, when he first comes on the scene, he seems to be a little insignificant, someone who doesn't have much to offer. He uh, is overlooked by his own father when it comes to um, bringing him before the prophet that would anoint him to be the next king of Israel. If you don't know the story, I would challenge you to dig into the Old Testament and uh, read a little bit about David because it's pretty amazing. The part that I'm going to kind of just zero in on today surrounds a moment in David's life when he is called from the pasture where he has been tending his father's sheep, and he's asked to go check on his brothers. His brothers were a part of Saul's army, and um, they were facing a major challenge. So when David gets there, he notices that the Philistines, which was an enemy of Israel, and the Israelites were on opposite sides of a valley. And their warrior, their main warrior, a man by the name of Goliath, would come down from his side into the valley and shout out a decree or a basically a taunt to the children of Israel, the armies of Israel, come on, bring a man to fight with me. And Goliath was a warrior of incredible stature. The Bible calls him a giant. And everyone saw the challenge as being something that was a bad thing. Now, I want to give away a little bit of where I'm going today because challenges change us 
for the good or for the bad. It's all in how you perceive the challenge. When David gets to the army of Israel's camp, finds his brothers, gives them the package. He, he, he was the original DoorDash guy, okay? He gives them a package package for his, his brothers that his dad gave him to give. And, and he's standing there when Goliath comes out and starts mocking and taunting the children of God. And everyone around them is seeing the challenge as being something that is bad. How could this happen to us? Everything was going so well. We had a new king. Things were looking good. The economy's good. Everything's good. But this comes along, and look at us now. David walks in and has a totally different view of the challenge. Basically, when he sees Goliath, hears the words of Goliath, he says, this guy is in the way of what God wants to do, and I believe God is going to use me to do something about it. Anytime you speak out that you are going to fix the challenges that others haven't addressed, you will be mocked, you'll be ridiculed, you'll be talked about, you'll be put down, you'll be scolded. But here's the deal. Those that see the challenges as something that needs to be faced will watch the future unfold in ways they only dreamed was possible. David faces this challenge, but he does so through a lens of faith instead of fear. Everyone else, they're looking through binoculars of fear. David is looking at this in faith, and this is interesting to me. David never called Goliath a giant. He called him an uncircumcised Philistine. Maybe he recognized what kept the children of Israel from advancing the last time they were up against giants. Maybe in his mind, he's saying, I'm not going to say the word that, 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 cause my ancestors to not be able to move into their promise. Because when you see challenges through the lens of fear, it always makes you see yourself for less than what you truly are. When the children of Israel went in and spied out the land, when Moses sent 12 in, they came back saying, yeah, it is everything God said it is, but there are giants in the land, and watch this, and we are but grasshoppers in our own sight. When they saw the challenge in front of them, It resulted in them seeing themselves as something that was nothing more than a pesky insect. Joshua and Caleb, we know, didn't see themselves like that. They said, we are well able to overcome, but everyone else looked at the giant, and the giant made them feel like a grasshopper. David refused to allow this warrior named Goliath to be identified with what kept his ancestors from securing the land of promise. David understood something no one else in that camp understood. We are not grasshoppers. We are God's children born to inherit promises that are rightfully ours. Why are you shaken in your boots when there is nothing but victory in front of us? This is going through David's mind. And we know the story. He, he goes down into the valley. He faces it after being ridiculed by his brothers, after being asked by Saul to put on a warrior's armor that, that he hadn't proven, that didn't fit him. But he goes down there with nothing but a slingshot and five stones. And he takes Goliath down. Now, this is what's interesting to me, and this is the main part of what I've come to bring, a, bring to our attention here today. When David kills Goliath, when he knocks him down with a stone, 
he takes the warrior's own sword. Goliath comes to him and mocks him. He's got a sword. He's got a spear. He, he's, he's got a shield. He's got, he's got armor. And David looks at him while Goliath taunts him. You bring just a dog in front of me? David was just a boy. Yet David knocked him down with weapons that he had proven. Now, when he takes him down and Goliath falls to the ground, the story, all of us are familiar with it. We've been taught, taught it since Sunday school. Even those that maybe didn't go to Sunday school, you know this story. It's, it's the, the massive giant against the little, the little boy, David, okay? David takes the warrior's own sword. He takes Goliath's own sword, walks over to Goliath, and chops his head off. And we can stop reading the story and think, wow, that is so awesome but there's so much more. In fact, to me, it may be the most overlooked moment in this entire epic event in Israel's history. Now, (laughs) I run the risk of giving away a good sermon thought here, but so be it. I have preached this to hundreds of students over the last few years because to me, it is a revelation that is desperately needed in this generation. David understood that God had amazing things for the nation of Israel. I'm not sure if it was something that he just believed, something God had given him, or something that came on him when Samuel anointed him to be the next king of Israel. But David knew something not everyone in that nation understood, in my opinion, including the current King Saul. David recognized that destiny was written all over that nation. He refused to sit idly by and allow an uncircumcised Philistine or anyone else to come in and steal that destiny from the people of God. And when he cuts off the head of this warrior named Goliath, he does something, like I mentioned before, that we can overlook if we're not careful. David, his hometown was Bethlehem. That's where he was from. We know that he is from Bethlehem. But he takes the head of Goliath. Read the story if you don't believe me. He takes the head of he takes the armor of Goliath, puts it in a tent, sword, puts that in a tent, but he grabs the head that he had just cut off and he takes it to the gate of Jerusalem. Why would he take the head of a conquered foe to Jerusalem and lay it at the gate? So I got to you, you gotta look at it. If you don't believe me, you gotta read this story because it's unbelievable. If you'll study it out, Jerusalem was at that time occupied by an enemy of Israel, people called the Jebusites. King Saul had not taken the fortress of what would become known one day as the city of Zion. I believe that Jerusalem, and history proves that Jerusalem was vital to the plan of God, and I believe that somehow David knew this, and he took the head of a conquered foe And he laid it down at the gate of the biggest challenge he realized would await him one day. It was almost as if David was saying, I may not be old enough yet. I may not be in the place I need to be. I may not have the backing that I need to have right now. I may not have the strength at this point in my life. But I am just laying this down to let my enemy know I'm coming for you and I will defeat you. 
and this will become the headquarters of heaven one day. And this, this bloody head that I hold in my hands that I, that I just drop off here at your door like a package from Amazon Prime, this is just a reminder. And in my best Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, I'll be back. <laughs> what victory today can you put down at the gate of your next challenge? What things have you conquered in your life that will help you overcome what is awaiting you? I believe that the lion and the bear that David conquered in the field prepared David for Goliath, and Goliath prepared David for Jerusalem and the ruling of the kingdom. Each challenge is prepping you for the next challenge. But if the challenge in front of you causes you to fear and fold, then I believe we miss what God is wanting to do in us, through us, and around us. What challenge is awaiting you? I would, I would encourage you today, don't let the challenge of this current situation that we find ourselves in cause us to roll back into hiding. Get out of the cave. We're facing one of the greatest challenges in our history. Get out of the cave and face it because it's going to make you into something stronger more compassionate, better equipped to handle the situations that may be coming, that, let me say, that will be coming down the road. Challenges change us for the good or the bad, for the better or you're going to just get better. You're going to become stronger or you're going to get weaker. You're going to have more faith or you're going to have more fear. Challenges change us for the good or the bad. It's all in how we look at it. Thanks for joining us here on the Darren Sargent Show. Visit us at darrensargent.com to learn more. Look forward to our next episode. Have an awesome, awesome day. <laughs>